Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is already, we are like past the middle of July, maybe because I missed the week. I feel like it really went by fast, but it is the 16th of July today. It is a Tuesday, and we are, we talked about anxiety yesterday, and I'm going to do a second show about what they've come up with scientifically, how they broke down all the different kinds of anxieties. I couldn't believe what I found, but we will get to that next week because I already wrote up all the shows for this week. And this one is, if we can say, I love me too, what shifts in our energy? Because something changes. And it's not that you can't say it or you just say it and all of a sudden this magical change happens. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. But what I am talking about is let's just say you wake up, you change, you're on your way to work or where, if you're going somewhere or you're setting up at home if you work at home and you just for a minute go, wow, I, I really love my life. I love my life. I like my routine. I like doing this work. I can't wait until I prepare my meals. I love how I feel after I work out or after I read or after I go for a walk. And you really think it. And you know you mean it. I love the choices that I made for myself. Just being able to say that. And with my partner, they're not perfect. But I love them. So whatever is not perfect, that's why I love them. That's who they are. When you can self-talk in a way that gives your heart wings, that gives your brain the signal that, yep, I'm still working hard. Yes, I am pushing limits. Because I like the way it feels when I grow. Instead of everything is so hard. I can't trust myself. I don't make good decisions. I wish I thought twice before I married this person. Owning today. You know, people always say, be present, be present. Well, what does that mean? (laughs) What does that look like? Because then for one minute, you're like, yep, I like being in this moment. And then, boom, you're on to something else. 
but being present. Because, you know, it's, it's funny. My, my dad passed away this month in July, early July. And then it made me think of my mom, like how we brought her home. And how that day was so beautiful. I mean, you know, for Chicago to have beautiful weather, it's a hit or miss. But that day it was beautiful. It was crispy outside. It was the beginning of spring. Things were just just starting to bloom. The sun was coming in the house. It felt like any other day. And I was just thinking before the show started, that was the last day she was here. She didn't have a tomorrow. You know, she's always saying, tomorrow we'll do this. Nadia, tomorrow we will do that, Nadia. She had a, a really good accent. And I thought that was the last tomorrow. But she did find a way to enjoy every day. She would love to cook something or she would get excited. She wouldn't show her excitement. There was something culturally weird about that. But she was happy in each day. I did not discover until later, after seeing Christ, actually, otherwise I I wouldn't have known, um, things she was holding on to. But she found a way to reconcile inside of her. And then once I, I knew what those things were, my brain rewrote my history with my mom because now it all made sense. Now, she knew this the whole time. So she knew what drove her. But I didn't. And I'd be like, gosh, why is my mom so strict? I mean, it's one thing to be strict, but why do we need to go that far? But her need for things to be perfect was really high in her. But what happened was the things she chose to be perfect in were the things that I didn't really agree with her on, even though as kids we went along because we had to, being dragged everywhere because of religion or background or culture. And I didn't not like those things. I just didn't understand the restriction. For some reason, my brain never wrapped itself around restrictions. Like, wow, we're here. Why can't we do that if it sounds enjoyable and we kind of want to? Why is this, why is everything we enjoy something we can't do and everything we don't want to do, we have to do all the time? Those were my questions. Why can my neighbor dance at a wedding? Why can I dance at a wedding? And why can my other neighbor not dance at a wedding? Why can they drink and we can't? Why can they eat pork and we can't? Why do we eat lamb and they never did? And it just went on and on and on. But as I grew, whatever it was she loved that I didn't agree with, 
because she really loved it from inside of her all the way through and through to how we lived our lives. And the things she was willing to do for it, like drive to another state for our holiday because there was nowhere to celebrate in Illinois. And we'd have to wake up early and get in the car and there we were in Indiana. But she taught me that when I love something, give it everything I've got, even though what I may have loved may not be what she loved. But we never, ever talked about ourselves. We talk about everything, but we never talked about like, oh, well, I feel this. The feelings part was missing in my culture. And here I am, this kid, and all I am is about feelings. And not the soft feelings, like my feelings are hurt. Like, why can't I feel that? Why can't I feel this? And I put a quote up the other day where I said, love is not what scares us. It is the lack of love that scares us. Because of that statement, the lack of love, that fear of not being loved was why I did a lot of things in life. That sentence alone backed up about 90% of my actions. I knew what I was loved for. Okay, I was, I helped my mom. I cleaned the house. I did this, I did that. And so I associated being loved with what I did. Even though I knew my parents loved me no matter what, there were certain things that if we did them, we would be literally disowned. It was a cultural thing, a normal thing in our culture. So I kept thinking, wow, if I did this, you mean they wouldn't love me? I don't think that's possible. Let me see. And I would test it, not knowing that that's what I was doing. But Christ said something, that when our free will is challenged, when our free will is challenged, what do we do? We get rebellious because our free will needs to exist. And because we didn't talk about caring about ourselves or caring about how we feel. It only mattered what everyone else felt, what everyone else saw in you. I lived my life by trying to be what everybody else needed. When I saw Christ, I never even heard the term lack of love or thought of it. Lack, just the word lack. And I thought, Okay, so what if we turned that around into being scared of love from others to understanding love, just understanding love? Because we were sold love. We never really defined it. And until now, everyone comes up with a definition, and there is not really one definition. Because we're trying to describe an energy. It's an energy. So when we can say, I love me too, it automatically shifts. 
our own energy because we're giving that love, that energy permission to start doing its work. And when it starts working in us, because now our brain's like, oh, wow, love. Let me discover love. Oh, they're talking about love. Oh, wait, I'm feeling this. Oh, wait, I want to do that. And all this stuff starts swirling around us. And we're like, wow, my life really got pretty busy. Start attracting people you never attracted before because they can feel that energy And energy precedes words, so it talks to each other all the time. Happening without us. It's our energy. People come and ask me sometimes, I know it sounds weird to say this, but someone said, you were just born with it. But I need to be near it, physically near it. And I'm like, what is it? They said, I don't know but I need to be near you. When they were having a really hard time. And I I would just go and sit. It was a man. And I would just go and sit with him. And he would sit with me until he felt that he was full enough go back on his own and take care of the matters at hand. And believe me when I tell you, it is it was the hardest thing to see all three of his children and his wife suffering. And he was the only one holding them all up. And it just broke my heart. And when he asked me for that, I did it. It was like Tuesdays with Maurice. We would meet every couple of weeks, and we would just go to a park and sit, sometimes not even speak, because he did love himself enough to know that he needed to be around it so that he can refuel himself and go take care of the matters at hand. Knowing that love is an energy. Forget trying to define it and everyone has their final definition and all of that. Ask yourself questions like, how do I want my energy to feel to me? What kind of direction do I want to give myself? Really? Think about that. What kind of directions have I been giving myself? When you make decisions and choices and how you feel about those choices usually directly coincides with the outcome. If you take a choice on that you're like, mm, it's a 50-50, not sure how this is going to work out. And you don't do your best. It's not going to really work out because your energy isn't in it. 
the way that you may have desired it to work out. And I'm not talking about being obsessive. I'm talking about trusting. You can't, like, tell someone how you feel and expect them to react the way you want them to react because they're their own person. However, you can, in your heart, say, I would love to accomplish this, whatever it is. I would love to accomplish going to school, cleaning my home, getting that job. But I only want these things today if they are best for today. But this is my plan. And when we give our energy, our our will to carry it through, it has a map. We may not know what the map is, but we will find it. And if you've ever had a day where you had this plan, ironclad plan, that you were going to do this, this, and this, and at the end of the day, you're like, hey, I didn't do any of that. Where did where did my day go? And you start to see, and, and as you're going to sleep, and it's kind of filtering through, You're like, wow, I did not see that coming. It's really interesting that when you can say, I love me to my energy, my energy is going to work with me instead of shoot me off into here or here. I get a lot of, like, comments of, people who don't yet trust fully that they can love, let alone love themselves, but they can love. So they constantly put these scenarios before them. Like my soul is scared of this and I'm scared of that and I don't do this and I don't eat that and I don't go here and I don't wear that and I don't drive there and It's just, you know, this whole list of don'ts. And because I talked to so many people, even after recovering from that kind of self-talk and and conversation, and I do say recovery because it's, it's handicapped as a physical handicap. When you have a list of all the things and you lead with that list, And then I say, but why did you choose not to do all those things? And they look at me like, are you crazy? And they get mad at me because I use the word you chose. Because that brings about responsibility. And I'm going to tell you now that loving yourself comes with a huge responsibility to yourself. Because now you can't really fool yourself. can't play games. And then what happens is not only do you not play games with yourself, you don't play them with other people. And so sometimes you have to say things that, you know, you're like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to have to say this, but I have to say it. It's not a bad thing, but you have to disclose your vulnerability or you have to disclose how you feel about something. 
And at first that was hard for me because in our culture, you did not talk about personal feelings. You only talked about what was there because that signified weakness. Talking about your personal feelings. Oh, that's just psychology. That's what the Americans do. I'm like, excuse me, what? (laughs) Then why am I doing it? So these things that have that energy that propels us, just like Christ always says, love is a propelling energy. There is no downside to love. It doesn't go back five and come up ten. It doesn't keep sliding scaling. Even if it looks really gruesome along the way, love is going to take you ultimately to a place where you would say, wow, I needed that lesson. Energy, positive energy begets positive energy. It can only go forward. So let's say you never really thought to verbalize, hey, I do love myself because it sounds so egotistical. But there's the love yourself understanding what that means. And the love yourself, I think I'm better than others or smarter than others or I have a bigger purpose than others. Because when we talk like that, that isn't actually love. And in some ways it's the fear of not being loved. So we tell ourselves things like, yeah, but I'm actually better. And then if somebody comes along that we think is a little bit better at showing that, we get jealous of them. So if you start to feel those things, ask yourself questions like, wow, I, I feel jealous. Why do I feel jealous? What do they have that makes me feel inadequate to myself? So instead of going to the whole, I'm jealous and I want to hurt that person and bring them down because they make me feel bad, you say, wow, they came into my life and they're showing me this vulnerability. Like, you know, wow, I could still be kind of, kind of off putting in my heart to myself. That's weird. Why did that make me feel that? Why did they make me feel that? Not them personally, but their existence. Because that's why they're in your life. To show you that, hey, there's there's a vulnerability there. It's so beautifully orchestrated. That when something like that happens, if we can see it for what it is, because we've given ourselves permission to love ourselves, that love can do its work. Instead of it being about the other person and putting all your energy into attacking someone else, either quietly by trying to outdo them, be better than them, show you are better than them, put them down in front of others so that you look better than them, whatever it is you need to do to play that out, you won't need to do. Because love would say, well, 
you're wait, wait, you're misguiding yourself. Why are you chasing that? That's not going to solve anything. Why do you feel vulnerable in that place? Thank God that they came into your life because they just showed you that there's a part of you that gets scared of not being loved, that lack of love. And maybe it's in a cobwebbed corner in your mind, but you've grown to the point of being able to handle seeing that. That conversation is different than, wow, they're doing better than I am. I remember when the books came out initially, and I was so enthralled with the knowledge I learned from Christ initially, because now I'm just flat out amazed every single day. I'm just amazed at how beautiful and how deep and how passionate Christ is with love. Until today, the the level, when he said we will always know truth, love, and purity, but we will grow in depth. That depth, the fact that the show has been going on for so long, we've all gotten to see that depth because we're talking about the same thing, love, truth, and purity, every single day. This is just like when I was writing. And I think, how much more can I write about this? And then I would write three or four pages of single-space typing. If you could imagine. And I was typing so fast I couldn't catch up. And now with the show, it's like these liquid papers that Francis has been cataloging for us so that they're never lost. And every single day, we go into a greater depth of love. Because what we call love is just the most powerful energy we will ever witness here on earth. And the lack of love is the most powerful energy we will feel when people do not know or are aware or have had their love injured to such a point that we hurt each other. But there's way more people who love each other without needing their injuries to attack another human being. And one day, it's going to look really crazy to us, believe it or not, that we really think we were going to make people go away by hurting them physically. That's just the playing out of my own or their own angers that life did not serve them well. And a lot of them are willing to get killed during the act of killing others. They just, I don't know an English word for it, but in Arabic it's a word called infesh, meaning I just, I just exploded on them, like I just downloaded all my anger. One push of a button, one 
push of a trigger. That's what that's what we witnessed. And that's what's so disheartening. Is that witnessing the lack of love is really hard. And witnessing actual love, pure love, is a huge freedom. But you don't have to prove, you don't need to over-explain. You don't need to insatiably talk or preach to others. You learn to balance your statements. You learn to balance your thoughts in your mind that, you know, wow, this is what it feels like to have a bad day. Hmm, haven't had one for a while. Let's see what this, this day brings to me. But in it, I'm going to do my best. Just saying that flips the energy. Instead of the bad day getting worse, you start to heal through that day because you've given your energy permission to base itself from love. Just to base itself from that energy. You deserve it. We all deserve this awareness. And sometimes it makes me sad when people don't know that. And I can tell just by conversation that they have no idea. And I cannot wait until they do. We all deserve to understand who we are. So give yourself permission to love yourself especially in your hardest times. Have a great day. I will see you guys on Relationship Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.